Hello and welcome to this edition of EMS Now and Informa on Tour in Europe 2022. I'm Eric Miskell with EMS Now and I'm sitting here in Ronneby, Sweden with Dita Weiss of Informa. Uh, today we had our visit. It was the third of 15 planned EMS facility tours that we will be conducting over the next few weeks. The particular one we visited today was in Bora, Sweden. It was with the EMS company Inition, which we'll tell you a little bit about in a moment. Before I begin, I would like to begin by thanking the sponsors, EMS Now sponsors for this tour, who are CalcuQuote, Kojiscan, and Micronic. We certainly appreciate their support, allowing us to go out and visit with these EMS and report on them to this audience. So today we were in Ignition in Boras, Sweden. We met there with Ale Hulteborg, who is the managing director and one of the founders of the company, and also with Carl Leiden, who's a managing director with a responsibility for facilities in southern Sweden. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Dita, let me bring you in. Why don't you tell us about the company, the footprint, kind of the general size, some general information about them? Well, it is a very interesting and impressive company because it has been over the last 15 years constantly grown and it was founded by Ole Holteberg who in the beginning had to convince a friend to become self-employed together with him uh, who is today the CEO of the company. And Oller is more working on the strategic uh, development, but his friend Frederick Burgell uh, is officially uh, the uh, CEO of Inition. And um, as I said, they have been growing tremendously over the last year. The last uh, uh, acquisition was this year in February, a company in Finland in Loja. And in total, they have 10 facilities, one in Norway, in Trondheim. Then they have five uh, facilities in Sweden. And in actual fact, in Sweden, uh, looking at just the Swedish market, they are the fifth biggest EMS service company. And they have two facilities in Finland, and they have two facilities uh, in Estonia. And from the total of 10 facilities, uh, it is one uh, facility who is not in the electronics, but in metal sheet fabrication. But again, metal sheet fabrication as a combination of EMS services to manufacture in full vertical integration. Because that is the interesting and astonishing thing to me uh, when we learned that uh, more than uh, 60 or 70% uh, of uh, their revenue were finished products, of which we saw some of them today in final control in at the Boros factory. It's interesting what you were saying, because last year when we did our tour and we were in Estonia, we actually visited both their, the two facilities there, one being the EMS and the other being the sheet metal one. You know, it was interesting in our conversations, hearing the backstory from Ole this morning, that they were really kind of turnaround specialists, right? They helped kind of distressed companies kind of return to profitability. And that's how, and you know, he was very candid with us that, you know, they, they started this not really knowing the EMS industry, but the first opportunity they had was one that happened to be in the EMS industry. And they were able to successfully do that. And then they 
that is a facility that they still own today. And they, they, I think they did that as consultants and then ended up uh, acquiring and moving forward. And that was their entree into the EMS industry. Yes, exactly. And they have been specializing on low volume, high mix products. Mm -hmm. And today's visit to one of the factory was not my first one. As you mentioned before, last year we were in Estonia visiting two facilities and I myself was in Stockholm in June meeting with Ola Hulteberg and visiting their Stockholm facility as well and again you were able to see that uh, they are uh, specialized on uh, low quantities and prototype manufacturing as well so mm -hmm. it's quite a difference to other facilities where you have just one facility which is very big. Yeah. No, and that's a few of the things that stuck at, stood out for me, Dito, were, were right along those lines. I think a few more comments about the company. They're a public company on the Norway Exchange, and uh, they most of the companies... On the Swedish Exchange. Oh, I'm sorry. The yeah, Swedish they're on exchange. the Swedish Exchange. Okay, they're on the Swedish Exchange. And uh, customer base-wise, it's mostly Nordic companies. We saw a list of who those companies were, at least the logos. Very impressive, many recognizable names on that list. And size-wise, overall, I think they have a run rate of over 100 million euros uh, is what they're doing. Uh, I don't want to be too specific in the numbers, oh, but no, that is yeah. Uh, yeah. where they are at. We, we saw all of the uh, customers uh, they are having. And as usual, for our visits, we get a lot of confidential information, mm -hmm. which we absorb. But we, which we will never tell you. <laughs> now, you know, and you mentioned something there, Dita, and that's what, and, and I made the comment when we were speaking with them. Um, what they're doing, kind of this, uh, uh, as we just said, nine of the, uh, in their footprint, nine of the facilities do EMS work. And if you look at the overall revenues, you know, if you look at the size, roughly speaking, around 20 million a facility, right, revenue-wise. I mean, yes. it varies, but just yeah. using an yeah. average. Uh, and like you said, they're, they're not adopting the big mega factory type, you know, let's consolidate it all in one region. And the example I used, or what brought to mind for me, was Creation Technologies, which was a Canadian-based EMS company in North America. And when they began, they had a similar, they had these uh, uh, a, a network of facilities and all of the customers were clustered closely around each of the facilities. So I, I remember seeing maps at Creation Technologies years ago where they showed a, uh, where their facilities were and then where the customers were located. It was clearly these clusters around the facilities. And it seemed that's what you know, Inition reminded me of. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different strategy, but it's a very effective strategy because you're, you're servicing kind of those local companies. And these aren't the big billion dollar outsourcing deals, right? They, they have a certain size that they play very well to. They have certain industry sectors, product types that they service very well. And those tend to be clustered in certain areas. Um, yes, definitely. Um, it is uh, more than just impressive. And we were as well shown the plan for the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a, a plan uh, uh, called 2025. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not going in, in detail, but it's a challenging plan. Mm -hmm. um, I think most of it is, with uh, big efforts, achievable. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, we carefully will 
uh, review uh, their performance on an annual basis to see uh, how uh, they are developing, especially uh, now in the coming uh, in the years to come, because we. Um, at least at Informa, we are certain uh, that uh, times uh, starting next year will become much more difficult and challenging for the EMS industry uh, in general. Mm -hmm. And yes, and we had a good, I think, candid conversation around those issues and what those challenges might be. And we won't, re and we'll reflect that as we talk about some of the trends uh, for for the companies that we've seen in, in some future podcasts here. So we won't delve into hit the specific ones today, but I would say it sounded like they still have a very healthy uh, pipeline in place. They have, a, you know, their their backlog is certainly, you know, a good backlog. They're doing good business, you know, and I'll just say kind of. The impression of the uh, of Ole and, and Carl when you're there, they seem to be very serious, good operators. You know of EMS companies. They seem uh, Ole seems very involved, very kind of knowledgeable about uh, the operations and what's happening in all his factories. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, that you know Carl, who who we met with, will become the. Uh, he's a managing director, but he'll oversee. They, they're taking the two facilities in southern Sweden and putting them. You call it one legal entity, but yes, they're, they're it, not it merging will, them together. No, they're no, no. Keeping it, them remains, separate. it remains two separate factory: one in Boras, mm -hmm. one in uh, Malmo. Uh, but uh, it will be uh, one legal entity uh, mm -hmm. in the company country company register called uh, Initian. Uh, Süd uh, AB and it will be uh, managed by uh, Karl uh, Leiden uh, mm -hmm. uh, who is uh, in Boras as well as in uh, right. uh, Malmö at home. You know, I would say one of the, the conversations that I found interesting um, that we had, and, and this kind of echoes uh, one of the, the issues, we discussed the very same issue yesterday when we were with Kitron, um, is that about uh, getting the industry recognized, right, by um, by OEMs? And you know, the impression yesterday was that the, at least in the Nordic countries, that the many of uh, the penetration, EMS penetration of the OEM business is is quite high, even compared to, you know, you 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 speak about the numbers for Germany and and for Europe as as a large, and even what it might be in in, in the United States. So. Um, uh, um, the uh, um, sorry, it threw my thought there for a moment. Um, but I, I find that that's interesting because you know what are they? You know, it's the challenge of elevating and make making the industry more known. And Ali seems to be a big proponent of helping to do that for the industry, especially up here. Um, yes, we have seen this uh, several times. Uh, uh, that uh, the EMS uh, industry uh, uh, feels that uh, still uh, the majority of people do not know what EMS companies are doing, what uh, uh, service they can offer, and uh, in actual fact, uh, it's such a, such a substantial advantage uh, for. Uh, big electronic companies to uh, transfer their electronic production uh, to a service provider uh, 
as it will increase, definitely increase their profits, uh, still this is something which uh, uh, the full EMS industry has to do much more uh, in regards to marketing. And I'm constantly talking about that and uh, we at Informa do support the European EMS industry in the marketing issues as well. Uh, in actual fact, uh, this year at Electronica, we will again have a, a quite a big push uh, to support the EMS industry. And uh, mm -hmm. um, I'm really looking forward to see the reaction of the EMS industry on our, the surprises we have for yeah. them this year. I would also say just another issue that stood out, and it was mentioned early on, is that of the... Um, uh, the importance of, of what's driving is kind of the conservation uh, or the environmental part of it, right? And that the, so, the, and that came up several times during the conversation. And that's and I don't know that that's unique, to, but we happen to be beginning in Sweden. But that's interesting that the, that and he, talking about that as a driver within the industry, both for for them how they manage and try to increase the efficiencies of their operations but it also translates into products that are being built and the type of manufacturing the customers that they're supporting. Uh, yes, um, they uh, uh, put it together under the headline uh, after sales service uh, and uh, it is something which we see in general with big companies uh, that um, the OEM customers come to uh, their uh, service partners and uh, not only do uh, repairs, reworks, refurbishment, even uh, to uh, take uh, valuable and, sh uh, and components who are uh, short in supply off uh, products that are not needed uh, anymore uh, and uh, get them uh, onto to other products but as well recycling all mm -hmm. of that is uh, is an issue because uh, 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 our uh, environmental uh, requirements are uh, getting more challenging every time and uh, uh, the OEMs prefer to transfer such things to an EMS who is uh, knowledgeable and has experience with this. And in actual fact, I can tell you uh, that this year at the uh, IPC seminar in Tallinn on the 1st of December, we will hear a presentation from Europeans' biggest uh, uh, EMS company Zona uh, about this. So right. um, uh, stay tuned on it and make sure you're going to come to Tallinn and, and listen to those interesting presentations. Okay. <clears throat> More to come on kind of as, as we roll forward here on some of the trends. We'll roll this all up. We've only seen three. So as I, I one of the things again today, we saw the, the, the manufacturing floor was cement. And so I told uh, Dita, I said, look, we've seen three EMS. So we've got a definite trend here. Two of the three already have kind of cement, are using concrete flooring uh, in their factories. And, but Dita said, listen, you know, that, that, let's finish. We need at least five here in order to indicate that. Because at the end of the end of the week, the other two may not. Actually, I fully expect tomorrow that it will not because we're, what we're going to see tomorrow is actually an old Flex facility. Yeah. And Flex, of course, is famous for having white floors. 
Uh, that dates back to the, the Michael Marks thing about white floor so he can see the components if they fell off, you know, if any components that fall are easier to find. Yeah, yeah well, first of all, um, that is a general practice at Informa. We never make any statistical analysis and assumptions uh, based on a, a, a very low number of respondents. So three is definitely not enough. Yeah. A minimum is five. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but again, um, we are always surprising you, Eric, as well in several uh, different aspects of this trip. Uh, and when you uh, said yesterday, you were surprised that I was able to get us a room at a hotel which was so small, I was able to surprise you today again, because uh, today we are at uh, uh, something which in actual fa fact is called a hotel, but written with two L at the end, yeah. and that in Sweden is not a hotel, but a pension, yeah. uh, and uh, our rooms are um, very tiny, but but very nice looking. This is uh, nice decoration. Well, I should say, and the main building when we came in was built in 1776. So yes. yeah, I mean that's the 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 birth year of the United States, right? That's uh, um, so it, it's very quaint where we're at. And Dita, thank you for making these arrangements. Tomorrow we will be meet again. We're in Ronneby, Sweden, so we're going to Orbit One, which actually happens to be right across the river. You could we could probably throw a tennis ball yeah. from our side of the river here, and and uh, if we had a decent throwing arm and could hit the facility across the way. And as I indicated, that is an old Flextronics facility, so it'll be very interesting to see that. Um, that's it from uh, Ronneby uh, after day three on the tour here. Uh, please stay tuned. Keep listening. We will be reporting more uh, as we move forward. Thank you.